I'm Marissa. And I'm Chandra. And this is Holy Holy Happy. I guess that's what happens when you have people with ADHD running a podcast. Right. We Or running anything, really. That's true. I mean, it's not a great excuse, but no, we were making attempts. We did record this episode two other times, and it, we failed <laughs> miserably both times. Yes. Um, so it felt like more than two times, it, but it sort of feels like it was three, but I can't remember yeah. what we were doing. The one time. So anyway. I don't know. Uh, it's been long enough that neither of us actually really remember what we were talking about last time. Right. So we apologize if we said we were going to talk about something and we forget. <laughs> and obviously neither of us went back to listen to that episode. So there you have yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But today we thought we'd talk about um, diagnosis of ADHD. Because mm-hmm. I think they're... Just in general, when I see people post about it, they wonder, there's a lot of questions about what happens to be diagnosed, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we'll probably talk a little bit about why that's important to some of us and why it's not important to others of us to get that diagnosis, and yeah, yeah, go from there. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were kind of talking about before we started recording about what the process is for diagnosis and generally speaking from um either of our experiences i think your best bet is to start talking to either if you have a therapist you can start talking to your therapist about getting diagnosed or if you have a primary care doctor it does not necessarily have to be a specialist you can talk to probably any doctor about it Mm -hmm. Right. And then they can kind of refer you on to your next steps from there. But definitely see a medical professional of some sort. Yeah. To begin this process. Yeah. And that's if you if you want to, of course. Because you don't yes. have to. You can still have no. ADHD without being formally diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say, Sean, you got diagnosed when you were a kid. What yes. was that like? So this was, keep in mind... A long time ago. I mean, yeah. not saying that you're old, but it was very long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago. Uh, so we were probably in fourth or fifth grade, and I don't mind you remember exactly. And this would have been I the mid nineties. Yes, mid nineties. So things were probably a lot different back then than they are now. Also, and my mom could not remember a lot either. So. I I know I was having definitely struggling in school. I can already remember that even at that age. And um, I think they were kind of worried that I might have a learning disability or something along those lines. So I ended up seeing a neurologist, I believe. Hmm. And they ran some, some sort of computer test that I doubt is in use today (laughs) still um and talked over symptoms and stuff too of course it wasn't solely based on that and then i was not medicated right away though Uh, i took quite a few years before my parents decided uh yeah we definitely need to get some medication (laughs) going so i don't think i started taking medication for that until maybe high school okay maybe eighth grade i don't remember exactly but yeah, so I just, I was like white knuckling it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> for a lot of years. Yeah. Which, so were you, but you just didn't know it. Right. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so, how about you? Because you are recently diagnosed, so you have like a totally different perspective on that. Yeah, so I, um, what's interesting is actually when we started this, I just suspected I had it pretty strongly. And then, um, 
uh, since we started recording the first podcast episode, I was diagnosed back in August and it just was, I felt like I couldn't get anything done and I was starting to worry about how I was going to keep my work going. So I work, Mm -hmm. um, on my own as a writer and that means like, you know, I have a lot of deadlines I have to meet and I have people I have to make happy and I want to do that. And it was just getting harder and harder to sit down and get anything done, including things like I really like to do or just, just anything, three hours to wash a dish. I don't really want to do that actually, but, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it shouldn't take me that long to do things. So anyway, I talked to my primary care provider first of all, and just, Mm -hmm. you know, said, this is what I think is going on. What do I do next? And so she sent me to a psychologist Mm -hmm. and I spent, I think it took three or four appointments to get to the diagnosis part so that I, I know from reading recently, like generally they do a patient history so that you talk all about your past and then you do a lot of talking about present issues. So I started seeing this psychologist before my first visit. He sent me a ton of paperwork. So I probably had, I don't know, it was at least 10 pages of um, survey questions. So I like rated how often something was an issue and then I did have some like uh, longer form questions to answer and writing and then what we did was every appointment I went in we covered a different portion of that survey and he talked through a lot of the different items with me about my right. answers and so it's a lot of talking but it's a lot of paper testing mm-hmm. kind of um, yeah and then after that all he did you know he wrote a report about what he found and told me he had no doubt (laughs) that I have ADHD and sent it off to my primary care. And that was how I was able to, um, get on medication. So basically the only real, I guess, I'm not going to say real, but technical need for a diagnosis would be if you want medication. And, or if you're asking for some kind, I just thought of this, if you're asking for some kind of accommodation. That's what I was going to say technically, too. technically I think it's, it's a protected Yes, it's a disability, dis- right? right? Yeah, or, it is classified as so, a disability. Like you can ask for, I don't know because I've never asked for any right. type of accommodation, but I know you can ask for things for school yes. or work and some stuff too. for work. But you have to have, you know, uh, documentation and proof. But yeah, agreed. That was where I was going to go with that. You definitely need it. You know, if you have a child with that, it's probably Mm -hmm. a good thing to search out if they're struggling. Right. Um, So what if, okay, let's talk about why we pursued diagnosis. Okay. So it's a little different for you than for me. Yeah. It wasn't my choice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, okay. But I'm glad they did. Okay. We'll talk about that then. Why? So okay. why did you, why do you feel like your diagnosis or do you is, was valuable or is valuable? I think a big part of it for me, especially um, at that really young age is I, it's kind of, I think it's kind of a chicken and egg thing for me Mm -hmm. I don't know if the mental health issues the other mental health issues that I've experienced kind of stem from the the symptoms of ADHD Uh and sometimes I think that so sometimes I think it was helpful just in knowing there's not something like I'm not an idiot (laughs) you know what I mean Uh because I spent a lot of time thinking thinking I was dumb yeah I just, there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't a worthwhile person because I struggled in all these ways. And it's funny because even though I was diagnosed at that young age, once I got out of high school, I kind of like had myself convinced like that, that wasn't really a thing. (laughs) I've grown out of it. I'm totally fine. But really it just wasn't obvious to me because I didn't understand the full 
effect that it had on my life. I only saw it from like a really narrow view of the world of academics. Uh And it's so much more than that. Yeah. But so I think it was helpful in general. I think it was helpful because it's helped me to see myself more clearly. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. As I've gotten older, learning, going back and learning more and being able to look at things in a different light has been helpful for other mental health issues. And, like, now I'm more able, like, to learn things about myself Mm -hmm. and learn strategies that can help me even without being under, like, when I'm not under the care of a doctor, when Mm -hmm. I'm not taking medication. I don't know. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely makes sense. And I can definitely relate to feeling. So I've always said like uh, the whole, I don't know. I've always felt like the dumbest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Like I fake that I'm not, but that's how it has felt throughout my entire life all the time. Right. So I always also had... side note, Marissa is like usually the smartest person in the room. I don't ever well. feel like that. <laughs> I know, but I just want to make it no. Yes, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's true. <laughs> but anytime, um, I am. I don't know. I've always felt that way. So mm-hmm. being able to put a name to that has been really valuable. And before I went for diagnosis, I really was pretty darn convinced I had it. However, because I doubt myself about everything, I just kept thinking, what if I'm just completely wrong? And so I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go get it because yes, it's going to cost us money. Yes, it's going to take quite a chunk of my time. But you know, just to know what is going has been going on my entire life would be really helpful yeah. and if i'm wrong Peace then i'm mind. wrong but i was right so <laughs> but yeah it's so yeah it was worth ha, it so there it'd be worth it either way i think so because also you it know. did open the door for medication to me and i originally that was not something i really was wanting to try mm-hmm. but i will tell you and we i don't know that we'll get into medication in this episode but it has made an incredible difference in my life and i've only been on it since um august right now that's awesome yeah that's really really good yeah so overall the process of diagnosis might be a little different for everybody Mm -hmm. but in general it kind of consists of uh written evaluation and then a lot of conversation, I think, at least for adults. Kids might be a little yeah. different, like you said, but I don't know what that consists of yes. at this point. Me neither. Right. Me neither. And also the thing is, I mean, kids, I feel like it's hard with kids, especially depending yeah. on what their school setting looks like. Because I think, let's we can talk about the therapy a little bit because, so like Marissa said earlier, diagnosis is not necessary for everyone like if you want it great if you need it great Mm -hmm. if you don't Mm -hmm. that's okay yeah because there's still a lot of resources available to people who haven't been formally formally diagnosed Mm -hmm. and that can be just reading stuff on the internet there's tons of information there's so many books that have been written Mm -hmm. and podcasts like yeah marissa do you want to talk tell about that one podcast that you've been listening to Uh, so the one the podcast i have been listening to is called adhd rewired Mm -hmm. and i would highly recommend it it's been it was pretty um it's been really helpful and i'm actually joined the coaching and accountability group through this podcast Mm -hmm. which i just started and so far um is looking like it is going to be rather intense for me and take me way out of my comfort zone on a lot of things. (laughs) But I do, I also know because I've just, you know, I'm getting into medication on this. I feel like I'm in this weird place where I need to make some new habits stick right now before, Mm -hmm. um, you know, now that I have the help of medication, like I, I can actually make some changes that might stick and really help me. 
Right. Because now I can look at just the bad habits without all the struggle to focus and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still, you know, your ADHD does not go away with medication. Right. It is still there. Right. It can be mitigated to a point but, but yeah right it, it's, it's i think habits there. are still like so important even with, even if you are going to do medication i still mm-hmm. think you need to go do the work still do the therapy still find the information oh yeah i think those resources are are valuable whether or not you decide you want to get diagnosed because just i know we've had so many conversations about when we learn a new thing about adhd and we've been like oh my like my mm-hmm. mind is blown yeah. one that was huge for me and was a real turning point mm-hmm. as far as the way i saw myself and the way i thought about my actions and helped me to change is learning about <clears throat> rejection sensitivity yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh, when I read about that, I was like, oh, so <laughs> many things make sense. So Google that, people. Yeah, because s- it is so interesting. It is a big part of this, which is, I yes. had never heard of it until you mentioned it. I think I'd seen the mm-hmm. phrase, but that was it. And since I'm more new to this stuff, I don't, I, I don't have, uh, as long of a history kind of researching as you do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember reading it and thinking, oh, <laughs> well this makes like a lot exactly of sense exactly how i feel mm-hmm. yeah and i know it's helped me a lot in being able to recognize like bad habits that i have mm-hmm. about reacting to people when i realized that's the reason i felt so strongly in those moments that's why things hurt so bad mm-hmm. and i definitely have a tendency to anger quickly mm-hmm. And I don't like that about myself. Um, and learning why that's getting triggered in me has really helped me to to lessen those reactions to a point because I can kind of think logically in my head, like, this is maybe not as bad as what it feels like physically and mentally. Yeah. I don't know. I can kind of talk myself down. Now, not always, mind you, mm-hmm, but... Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. Well, aren't we all? Right. I mean, I I can look at things a little bit now and at least be aware that I'm having a reaction that's kind of irrational. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I don't have a good description of what rejection sensitivity is. Do you have? Well, I could give an example. It yeah, has been a while since better. I since I read that. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe should have. I didn't even know I was going to talk about I it know. today, so yeah. I couldn't have looked it up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, like, for me, I, let's say my kid snaps at me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what the reason is. <laughs> Could be totally dumb. Like, I don't know why it makes me, like, feel a physical thing, mm-hmm. right? It feels like I just got hit in the chest mm. and like like I am being pushed like mm-hmm. and I just that wasn't a good snap. <laughs> snap. <laughs> and I would not understand why I would get so angry mm-hmm. in those moments. Yeah. Um it didn't make sense. I would be like, this is not like a big deal mm-hmm. why do i feel like the rug is being pulled out from me yeah. over over something it could have been something silly like something like i can't think of any i can't think of anything i don't know why <laughs> blanking out but like it could be a backhanded comment about the food i made for dinner okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's there's an example silly yeah 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 and it would hurt so bad and i would be super angry and then i'd be like 10 minutes down the road i'm going whoa um what let's back up here what just happened why are you freaking out well it's pretty good you can you are able to step back so i feel like i'm just getting there so if somebody made a comment something about that making dinner here's how it goes in my head oh my gosh 
everything I make is terrible and this person hates my cooking. Mm-hmm. Immediately. That was where mm-hmm. my head goes. And I... And then... Yeah. No point in never cooking ever again. <laughs> never. Right. Why do I even do anything for anybody? I do right. everything for everyone. Yep. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody loves me. <laughs> it goes into... Yes. It spirals very, very quickly out of oh, control. Yeah. Um, it's wild. But yeah, if you listen, you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of a wealth of information out there on the internet and mm-hmm. in books and, like I said, podcasts um, about ADHD that are very helpful. One of the really, I think, the first thing that I heard about ADHD where I finally thought, oh, hold on here, maybe that's my problem, was uh, there is a girl named Jessica McCabe and she runs a YouTube channel called How to ADHD. And oh, I yeah, I remember you talking I, about that. Yeah, I had I let YouTube play sometimes while I'm doing things <laughs> and it just auto plays and whatever and I wasn't paying attention really to what what I was listening to. Um and it rolled over to one of her videos for some reason and I happened to tune in to a second of it and I thought whoa hold on maybe that's the problem that sounds like Mm -hmm. me and so I ended up like binging all most of the videos she had and kept thinking whoa wait a second this sounds like everything so right a little backstory on me is I had I always knew something was off but I didn't know what it was and at different points in my life I thought okay well, it must just be depression. But there are so mm-hmm. many other little things that a depression wouldn't explain. Or um, I definitely have anxiety. But that didn't explain why I was struggling, you know, to learn things or retain what I read or drive a car for no right. <laughs> good reason. Um, and so this was the that was the first time where I saw everything that I've struggled with all appear in a list of symptoms. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking to, you know, kind of figure yourself out, there are plenty of online tests for ADHD. Just Google around. They're free. And after taking a ton of those and getting a positive result that I probably had it every single time, I thought, okay, I think I figured this out finally. (laughs) I should take one and see what it says. You should. (laughs) You should. (laughs) And there, I would recommend the ones that are longer and more comprehensive than, like, the five-question thing. But Right, yeah. Because depending on your, you know, how you're feeling that day, that might not be very accurate. Not that a test can tell you it it can't. No. Technically. Always see a medical or mental health professional. Yes, of course. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it can give you a good idea of where to start. And if you're not going to get diagnosed and you're just interested in knowledge and education then that's okay so that right. works for that and well, yeah like you said like if you if you feel like that's the issue you can still go to therapy and say here here are some of the things i'm struggling with and still get help with those right. issues without having a formal name or label right. definitely therapists yeah. can help you with everything <laughs> i can this is what i've heard and especially if you're seeing someone who does uh cognitive behavioral yeah type therapy they can definitely work with you on specific techniques and behaviors that you can work towards to kind of overcome any struggles that you feel like you're having that maybe have to do with having adhd or any any of the symptoms of it Mm -hmm. right whether or not you have it they don't care they're there to help you either way so right well, Marissa, you started that medication. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, sure. So I, in August, um, so it was interesting because my, the psychologist, a psychologist cannot prescribe medication. So right. he made a recommendation to my primary care that she put me on Adderall. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to talk to her about medication, she told me she didn't, re- she was, hesitant to put me on Adderall because of my anxiety. 
Now, the psychologist was very convincing in that he said that it was not going to make my anxiety worse, et cetera, et cetera. But she knows my history, my medical history a little better. And it does involve anxiety that doesn't let me sleep or function like a normal human being at all. And she said she was concerned that if she put me on Adderall, I would not be able to sleep. Right. (laughs) And And I think that's a legitimate worry. And I feel like... Yeah. Uh, just to specify, a psychologist can't, like Marissa said, can't prescribe. A psychiatrist does. Yes. So I, I feel like maybe he just isn't knowledgeable about right. that. Perhaps. Enough to, to say, to make that type of recommendation that he did. Yeah, and maybe so. With your anxiety. Um, and so what she did was she didn't even put me on a uh, ADHD-specific medication. So knowing, like, my history with anxiety and that anxiety for me will cause depression. And um, she also said she, you know, wasn't sure if ADHD was causing my anxiety or if, you know, uh, my anxiety just exacerbates my ADHD symptoms. Um, But either way, that she didn't feel comfortable putting me on a stimulant medication basically mm-hmm. and so there's a cat purring into the microphone <laughs> get out That's of here right. she knocked the door open <laughs> <laughs> i closed it she still came in but anyway so what my doctor did was she put me on uh wellbutrin or the generic of wellbutrin which is mm-hmm bupropion or something like that (laughs) and um it is used what they call they call off-label treatment Mm -hmm. for adhd so it's not what it's intended for necessarily but it has been shown to really help people and she said she's had a lot of success in her female patients with adhd so anyway I went on that in August, and uh, I can tell you from being on anti-anxiety medication before that this was definitely kind of a different experience because I um, I did not have big effects with medications I've been on before, which I can't for the life of me remember what it was called when I was on. <laughs> So sorry about that, but it was some generic thing too. <laughs> but I, you know, I felt better uh-huh. within a few days of taking that first one, but I didn't experience side effects really. So this time around, okay. I definitely experienced some side effects, which included right. my anxiety going through the roof. Um, and I'm not really sure if it was because I was nervous about the medication, which I was, but I don't oh, think yeah, it, that's a good point. I don't think I was that nervous, but I don't know, maybe I was. So I didn't sleep for three days. Mm-hmm. And as people with anxiety know, the less you sleep, the worse it often <laughs> gets. So I felt like I was really on the edge of a, mm-hmm. a breakdown there. And it things feel, for me, when I'm there, like, things just get really dark. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think terrible things, but things just feel bad, really. Like there's no, like, there's not going to be an end yes, in sight. Yes, exactly. Like, it's, yeah, I will never sleep again, and I'm never going to feel good again. So, basically, three days into this, I was ready to get off of it. I was like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. Get it away from me. And with some assistance, uh, you and a few other of my friends who've mm-hmm. talked me off a ledge and my husband, everybody has said, just give it a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, and I did. And I am very, very glad I did because, Yay, you yeah. know, after the first week, I my anxiety subsided. And I actually, you know, if you do go through those big extreme side effects like that you just have to call the doctor again so what she did for me she sat here and she put me on sleeping pills which then I was super nervous about taking but also after three days of not sleeping I was also desperate to go to sleep so I took that and I you know it worked really well I took I think 
three of them total over the la the next days and then I was done and I've slept fine since for the most part that's good um but so sometimes you just got to get used to it a little bit yeah yeah and but I will say like I'm I'm talking the very first day I took it my focus now while my anxiety really sucked my Mm -hmm. focus was like so different for me than I've ever felt I didn't even know what to do with myself (laughs) so I did stuff like okay I'm gonna wash these dishes usually it's this big hurdle I have to jump over to even get myself to go start Mm -hmm. the task but I you know I went in and then I was done in 10 minutes and I was going uh what do I do with myself (laughs) and so that first week I think there was a lot there were a lot of those moments where it was like okay well now I'm actually done with this thing Mm -hmm. and I have time to do other things and I don't actually know what to do with this time right and that's I mean it's just because my focus was always all over the place and I get distracted really easily which no one ever noticed when I was growing up because I was very very good at kind of hiding it and I was very very talented at succeeding still despite plus like if you're not if you're just getting like distracted in your own head Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's not really obvious no outside (laughs) I don't think so it's not like like, if you don't have the hyperactivity part, yeah, I feel like it's really hard to get diagnosed without it because mm-hmm. that's the only thing everybody sees. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if there's a kid who gets up and runs around all the time, everyone's like, oh, ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, if you're just sitting there, but you're distracted a hundred times and no one knows it because you're still sitting still, mm-hmm. you know, it's well, a lot different. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're female it's very it's different so we learn really early on how we're supposed to behave Mm -hmm. and if we don't do that that we're not going to be accepted kind of generally in our world Mm -hmm. so I think to anybody just kind of looking at me in the classroom I would look fine but (laughs) if you really looked you would have seen that I was always moving like I can't I cannot sit still Mm -hmm. I've never been able to sit still so uh, for me that was jiggling my leg or right. as a kid I would tap my pencil but I, I remember mm-hmm. I get, get asked to quit doing it all the time so I did yeah. quit doing it and it turned into you know just other ways I could uh, you know try and move so that I'd stay focused um, yeah. like right now <laughs> I'm not sitting still at all <laughs> um, but yeah so the the with the medication that focus was there um and it just hasn't been in such a long time and I think there have been periods of my life where it was it was better but Mm -hmm. the older I've gotten the worse it's become Um, so do you feel like now that you've been on it for what like a has it been more than a month yeah yeah do you feel like you're still feeling the same? Yeah, I feel really good. I I feel like I, my body's kind of adjusted, so I'm not, I don't have that hyper focus all the time, and mm-hmm. I still have to fight through, you know, wanting to do other things. That's just, you know, sometimes yeah. while I'm supposed to be doing another thing, <laughs> okay. but it's much easier for me to say, oh, whoops, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing right now, and actually go back to it instead of. Right taking a long detour for two or three hours and then feeling terrible about myself because once again I could not accomplish you know the one thing I was supposed to do Mm -hmm. for the day so I mean it's been incredibly like big game changer for me big big deal especially especially because like you're a person who would stay up all night yeah try to yeah and since you didn't get stuff done and that's just you know yeah it's hard so we hard on you yeah and it looks that kind of issue with focus looks different so nobody like I said no nobody would have suspected it with me ever because if I have a deadline I have to get something done it'll get done it'll get Mm -hmm. done at my expense (laughs) right in the most unhealthy way possible (laughs) that nobody else sees yeah Yeah. if they just see the end result and they're like oh yeah see there's no there's no problem here. Right. Around um, Christmas time, 
I was on the hook for some really big projects. Mm -hmm. And I really, sometimes I really struggle to get started. Okay, getting started with anything is very difficult for me. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. It's a big thing for ADHD people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I misunderstood some directions on this project. (laughs) And so I did it. And as I finished it, I realized I did it wrong, Mm -hmm. which is also very common. Uh, And so I did it again, all of it. Whereas I think a lot of people wouldn't have done that. Or maybe they would have told someone (laughs) that they misunderstood. But because I I don't want to feel dumb and I don't want other people to think I am. So I would never ask. I don't ask for help. That's not something I do. So realize I did it wrong. So I just did it all over again. So we're talking. I probably slept three or four hours a night for about a week straight because I wanted to get this work done and it needed to be done right because that's another I am a little bit of a perfectionist as well. (laughs) So I'll take extra time to make sure everything is exactly the way I want it to be um, before it goes somewhere. But those sorts of tendencies obviously are not normal and they're not healthy. No, right. <laughs> but it was just, you know, that's like just not a way to live. No, and I think life, it's not productive. And yeah, I think at this point, the one of the things that kind of really drove me to get a diagnosis and try and get some things in order for myself is that I, I have a child. And when you, you know, end up with you're not your only responsibility isn't just to go to school or isn't just to go to work anymore and you have end up with other things you absolutely have to do it gets really harder and harder to figure this stuff out so yeah. i was able to before we had a kid put everything on the back burner when i needed to and go into that hyper focus and just get what i needed to do done get what I needed to do done <laughs> um at any expense and now like if I don't sleep for a few days it makes parenting rough and it makes me have a short temper and then I don't like how I'm parenting and you know right. on and on there's a something effect and I can't remember the word for <laughs> waterfall effect is that it I don't know. Anyway, everything ends up trickling down and affecting everything else. Yeah. And it just yeah. it just was getting harder and harder. And because I do run my own business, which is just me, I'm just a one-woman show here, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't want to see that fail. Right. And, uh, yeah, I just... The medication has really helped me, especially because I started it right before I got into some really rough, nasty (laughs) projects. And I would, I looked at what I was doing Uh day after day and not sacrificing all my sleep for and able to actually get done in the few days I needed to get it done because it was like a surprise. We need you to do this. And I said, okay, hold on to your hats. Here we go. I'm going to do like a... 72 hour marathon of working Mm -hmm. but it didn't it didn't end up being that way for the first time and um I looked at it that probably felt so good it really did and I looked at it after I finished and thought I never could have done that without this medication ever I never could have done what I just did Mm -hmm. which was amazing (laughs) so all that to say don't be afraid to try it if you want to yeah at the same time we have someone else here who has not had that positive of experiences on medication. Yeah. It's not me. <laughs> it's you. Surprise. It is. Surprise, everyone. Here I am. Yeah, I think part of it, too, is I only have tried stimulant medications. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried multiple times. And I did stay on them during high school. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember having side effects then, 
Mm -hmm. But I was also on other medications. Like I was also on antidepressants and I was also on anti-anxieties at the time. Mm -hmm. So mind you, I'm not on anything now. So when I tried it as an adult, Uh, my anxiety went insane. Mm -hmm. And I... I'm not going to go into where that led, but I ended up at the hospital thinking I was having a heart attack. Mind you, I am 34 years old, Um, (laughs) and I was not having a heart attack. Yeah. So there's that. But not that it's not possible, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't happening. Um, Yeah, it just... I didn't do well with it and I got discouraged and I do I have been considering trying a non-stimulant especially now that you've had such a good experience this time with that so you know I've focused in the last year mostly on my sleep um, a little bit on my food but I'm not great at that Mm -hmm. and exercise and I'll tell you it has helped oh yeah now mind you it's probably not it's not like how I feel when I take a, my medicine. Yeah. Like, it's not like when I take a stimulant. I get a lot done. Yeah, right. It's it's not like that. It's a, still a lot of fighting with myself. It's still mm-hmm. a lot of procrastination. still a lot of uh, everything. I don't know. But it's getting me through for at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what's next i think i think for me what's been hardest is seeing i think i've talked about this before like my sister also has adhd but she has pretty much always been medicated Mm -hmm. since her diagnosis and to see the difference in the way she's gone through life i think makes me look at myself and go why are you still putting yourself through this yeah yeah you know she she went to college and then she graduated (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and i (laughs) went to college and then i dropped out and then i went to college and then i stopped going to college and then i went to college and then i was like i'm just gonna take a break from college and then now i am in college again yeah it's tough i'm impressed to be like I mean, okay <laughs> i mean i have to this tell is you, silly at this point <laughs> i i have to tell you i've always been really impressed with like the fact that you go back you keep trying and that's pretty yeah. impressive and that's what i I'm, do yeah well thank you i do appreciate that it is hard like i give up a lot though yeah i do i just i just do i'm working on that though i'm working on my what do you call it? M- mental strength. Yeah, I guess. I resilience. Sure. Well, they say people with ADHD have a lot of it because we fail so often. I know. Right? <laughs> we just get used to it, and you come to expect it. And it's kind of funny because I, um, I guess it's sort of a metaphor, but I think about my playing video games with my brother when I was younger. Mm-hmm. We were kids, and he loved them, and he was so good at them. And I immediately would go into the video game and figure out how to die. Like the different (laughs) ways you could die. And then I'd do it on purpose. And a lot of it was because I knew I would end up dying anyway. Um, And so Coping mechanism. Yeah, it was. It was kind of an entertaining coping mechanism that he did not appreciate, but I did. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) But it's sort of living with ADHD is sometimes, I guess kind of feels like that you figure out the different ways you can die and then you come back and do it again right right (laughs) that's so funny oh my gosh yeah Um, that's true how many times can i like i almost said a bad word how many times can i really screw this up and then just do it all over just for fun yeah i don't know if you found this to be true but i remember in school even when i was pretty young whether I vocalized it back then or not, but I definitely did at some points. I always remember thinking like, man, I'm going to do this project. It's going to be so great this time. And then about halfway through, I realized, wow, if there's a hard way to do something, I will find that way and do it that way every time. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I think I still do that. 
Yeah. Every week I'm like, this week? Because <laughs> I just, just went started back to my classes. I was like, every week I'm like, this week? I know. I'm not, I am not going to leave my homework until the last <laughs> day. Yeah. I'm going to do all of it early. And yeah. it's going to be so good. It's going to be like twice as good as every time. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's been five weeks. <laughs> and so far, every single week, yeah, I have done my homework and an entire week's worth of classwork in <laughs> one day every single time and you're getting great grades but aren't you i am getting yeah. straight a's of course <laughs> you are and um yeah that's been about my average <laughs> like i just yep <sighs> and that's that's one of those interesting things that uh-huh. we so i've told you this before one of my famous ones was I, the longer I went to school, the more I learned I could procrastinate and the closer I cut it to the deadline on everything, every single semester. So there, I was in graduate school and I have two, two degrees, two master's degrees. My second one, um, was in education. We were supposed to have spent an entire semester (laughs) doing this case study project. Um, and I didn't. (laughs) And I got down to Saturday, and it was due on Monday. (laughs) And it took me 48 hours. But I completed the entire assignment, and I got an A, and they used me as a great example of my work in class. And that's one of those tough things to fight against because we Mm -hmm. get the, you're like, all right. Validation. This is so exciting to leave everything to the last minute, even though I'm not going to sleep, and I'll probably get sick in three days Mm -hmm. and be miserable. But... And your brain's like, but that, that was awesome. Watch what we got. Yeah, like got such a great reward. Got a great adrenaline rush out of having to finish that so fast, (sighs) and we got an awesome grade. So why would I bother starting this ahead of time? Right. Don't Uh, really need to. No, and for the, I mean, for the longest time, it, it didn't. It just didn't feel like I needed to. Like, well, mm-hmm. I'm just that good. And I am. That's the problem is we all, yep. we are just that good. But we, yeah, it, a lot of people are like, a lot of people with ADHD are like highly intelligent. Yeah. And it's just, we can't access it at all times. Right. Which is a problem. And that's, yeah, getting started, having focus, interest there mm-hmm. on something you have to do is not simple. No. And, and I, th- otherwise, also, we can't, um, I feel like we're not good at, like, knowing the times for things. No. So we'll be like, oh, yeah, this will take me this much time, but really, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> it's called time blindness. And, yeah, yeah, it's a big, a big thing. And actually, in that, mm-hmm. the coaching and accountability group I'm in right now, we're doing, um, that's part of our assignment every week is we have to time different tasks. That's and really good. what you have to do is you have to pick, you have to give an estimate of how long you think something is going to take you. Then right. you do it. And then you <laughs> write down, you know, how long it actually took yeah. you. How, how close are you usually? I am so far, I've only done two and I'm okay. within like 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. That's of, not terrible. Uh, off. And it's later. Yeah. Like it's, it's taking me more time than I anticipated. Yeah. So it's no, yeah, I can not... tell I'm bad at that. I'll be like, oh, this thing, <laughs> this thing will take me, you know, I could do, I could probably do that in 30 minutes. Right. It's sort and of, it'll be like three hours. <laughs> that's know. how long it actually takes. Me. I know. Okay. That's like, oh, I could write five pages. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> well cited with evidence um, in an hour. I yeah. Could, I could probably do that. Oh, you know, I can... But I haven't researched it, but I'm sure it will be fine. I can apply for this job in <laughs> an hour. <laughs> and eight hours later, I still have not hit submit because I am still fixing my resume. Looking things up online 50 yeah. times. Well, you know. Or even just getting ready. Yeah, I could totally Ugh. get ready in five minutes. Yeah. Be I mean, I can. That. It's not oh, pretty, I can. <laughs> but... We're not going to go there. <laughs> no. Some of this might be. end well. <laughs> no, it, it just doesn't. We could probably do a whole episode on time yeah. problems. <laughs> yeah. 
But hopefully you got something good out of that, folks. Yeah, feel free to... If not, sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. Uh, but yeah, you can drop us a Facebook message or an email or... Oh, yeah. We don't have an Instagram yet, do we? No. What am I going to put... Twitter. We have a Twitter. Okay. You know what? We could have an Instagram. Because I was just thinking, what the heck would mm-hmm. we post pictures of? I know what we could post pictures of. Ourselves. <laughs> yes. Not doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Here's us procrastinating Here's on the next episode. me. You're not... welcome. Yeah. Here I am supposed to be... What did I do today? Just one example of one of the things I was supposed to be doing and then realized I wasn't doing it. I went into Joe's room because I was Mm -hmm. supposed to, I thought, okay, I'm going to get him pajamas out so that Mike, my husband, can get him dressed after he takes his bath. Mm -hmm. And so I went in there (laughs) and I did not get the pajamas out. (laughs) I laid out clothes for the next morning and then I walked out of his room. And I, two seconds later, I thought, oh, wait, I did not do what I went in there to do. So then I had to go back in there and get the stuff. But I did, I did realize that I didn't do it. Well, that was, that's, that's good. Earlier, I mean, uh, earlier today, I went to, I kept saying, okay, we're going to go. We're going to go take the dogs on a walk now. We just have to do this X, Y, and Z. And then X, Y, and Z kept getting longer and longer. And then I said, okay, Joe, go put your shoes on. We're ready. We're going to go walk the dogs. And he put his shoes on. (laughs) And I went in his room to get him a sweatshirt because it's kind of chilly out. And Mm -hmm. and, ended up going through his clothes. Oh, and figuring out what, <laughs> what size of clothes would fit him now and what was too small. And, I mean, it was <laughs> it was something that needed to be done. But that wasn't what I... And it wasn't the time. No, that wasn't, wasn't what I planned on. But I did walk the dogs, just so oh, everyone good. knows. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good mm. for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well... Thanks for listening, guys. Yes, thank you. Uh, Hopefully it won't take us as long to get the next episode out, but we did have technical difficulties. It's not going to. It won't because I think, I believe we've figured it out now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Hopefully or we quit. (laughs) Yeah, or or we quit. There's always that. You might never come back. So make sure you listen every time there's an episode. You never right? know. There will be another one. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So exciting. Suspenseful. <laughs> it's right. a thriller. Okay.